Welcome to episode 56 of Oscar Sunday. I'm Austin Johnson. I'm Connor Zagari. And today we have Filmgasm co-founder Caleb Leger with us. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's uh, going to be on my first Oscar Sunday. Yeah, talking about Toy Story, a movie that I think we all have as a 10 uh, yeah. on, on, on the website. Uh, pretty easy for us to talk about. And I actually want to start off just bullshitting about Pixar, if that's cool to you guys. I yeah, think, oh, yeah. I, I think uh, there's, there's 24 movies now after Luca, uh, but I texted you, Connor, uh, and yeah. I see that you have not seen Cars 2, Monsters University, The Good Dinosaur, and Cars 3. Is that correct? Yeah, and then you know what? I feel like I'm not missing much. <laughs> no, you aren't. You aren't. Uh, I would say Monsters University you should see just for kind of, you know, I know you love that first one from 2001. Uh, and then, Caleb, you have not seen Cars 2, The Good Dinosaur, Cars 3, Soul, and Luca. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. The lesser ones I haven't seen minus Soul because of uh, other obligations from last year. But yeah, I want to see Soul. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know Onward is uh, kind of special for this group. Uh, we all really dig that one. That's one of the more recent ones. So that leaves us with... Uh, 18 movies if I took out the ones that you guys have not seen. So what I've done here is I've created a random bracket of all those movies. And I want, since we have three of us here, normally it's just two of us, we can properly vote uh, and there will always be a movie that wins each round. So uh, I did this pretty randomly because I didn't want to seed them based on my, you know, uh, favorites or anything. I just kind of threw them into a randomizer and put them in, in that order. So there is, because of there's 18, it's kind of a weird number for a bracket. There's two, uh, quote unquote, play-in games, uh, if, you, if that's, what, that's what we call it. So the first matchup would be Cars, 2006, versus Brave, 2012. Oh, that's, to me, that's a no-brainer. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Cars, personally. Yeah, that's Cars for me, too. I did really? not like Brave. I did not like Brave. Uh. I'd go Brave there, honestly. Uh, Cars definitely goes through, but uh, I, I think Brave, my favorite part about it is uh, the Pixar theory really hones in on Brave. And there's a moment with the witch where a lot of people believe that to be Boo from Monsters, Inc. Okay. Uh, and that she has uh, all these kind of sculptures and whatnot out of wood, you know, in her like workshop. And one of them is Sully. Yeah. So a lot of people have made these connections that Somewhere in there, maybe that's Boo who's trying to make a door and search for Sully. I don't know. Kind of cool. Well, how the hell does she end up in ancient Scotland? <laughs> I don't know. Went through some door, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> actually, you know what? With Monsters, Inc. and the doors, that's actually not a bad theory. Yeah. 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 So you, you never know. And there, There's also a Pizza Planet truck on her workshop table. So that's lovely. <laughs> Brave, but Cars, really, Cars like, is solid. Brave was so boring. And like redundant i felt like i'd seen that movie a million times it didn't stand out whereas cars at least is funny has you know some like has a some heart the characters are memorable it's not pixar's greatest hour but you know it's i'd, I'd watch cars again so i'll say if i were to like for me both of these personally are just not in my top tier of disney pixar collaborations yeah yeah no no, no. So, but I've seen, I've gone back to Cars more than I have gone back to Brave. I think I've seen Brave once and whenever someone else is watching and I just happen to be around. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. Never, 
like gone back to watch it myself. So that's why for me it was cars. I have gone back to that one a couple more times. Yeah, that's totally fair. I understand that. I think, I think Owen Wilson is just spectacular in cars as Lightning McQueen. That, that kind of helps it a lot. You know, that character is pretty, pretty entertaining. Uh, And Mater wasn't overused like he got in the sequels. Yeah, that's true. And just to hear the phrase, I'm in hillbilly hell come out of a Disney movie is, is pretty special. Yeah, (laughs) that is pretty great. Uh, All right. Well, cars gets the first win today. Brave is done. (laughs) See you later. Uh, Next, next playing game would be onward versus Incredibles two. Hmm. Uh, Another easy one for me. I did not really care for Incredibles 2. I felt it was more of a kid's movie. Took away a lot of the darker themes from the first film. Whereas Onward is a, is a near masterpiece. So I, I go Onward. Yeah, uh, I know. I think I'm the odd man out in the group and that I did like Incredibles 2. But, it's all right. Uh, no, I. it's easy for me to. Onward was a, it's a beautiful movie in my opinion. And yeah, I'm going with Onward. That movie was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, clean sweep. I also vote for Onward. I, I thought that was a pretty captivating movie. And then uh, Chris Pratt and Tom Holland both were spectacular. Uh, I, I love their connection kind of. I, I believe them that they could play brothers in real life in a movie as well. That would be really cool. Yeah, for sure. That movie, just the way it created this you know, postmodern fantasy landscape was so cool. But also the relationship between the brothers and their father is so real. It was just... Perfect. I, I was so surprised with that one. Yeah. yeah. It's good. And I always still laugh when he's like sending the van off. Oh, that's the best. It's one of the funniest things. <laughs> so good. I talked about that on our sneak preview last week. Yeah, that's one yeah. of my favorite Pixar moments, the galloping van it's like to the <laughs> gates of Valhalla. It's so fucking awesome. Yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah, Onward is one of the most unique Pixar movies, I think, just with its storytelling, you know, just the plot devices that they use and that kind of humor, I think is really rewarding for viewers like us. It, yeah. It felt, felt, felt really good to have one like that. Uh, this next matchup really from here on out, these are pretty tough. Um, th- so I'm just going to start with toy story three versus Wally. Mm. Mm. That's, it's not that tough. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think it is. <laughs> Wally's cute. Wally's enjoyable. I like Wally, but toy story three is perfect conclusion i know we got a four but three is a perfect conclusion and it's just yeah it's, it's toy story three for me yeah i this one i'm not gonna lie it's easy for me too wally is a good movie it's cute but like connor i'm i'm toy story three i was probably one of the oldest human beings in that theater damn near crying oh towards the end yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah <laughs> Yeah, it gets it gets my vote as well. But you know, I, I love Wally. I think it's just like onward, it's very unique and it's it's completely its own its own thing. That's true. And and it's definitely trying to 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 say something pretty pretty meaningful, you know. It's <laughs> pretty... a great love story. Yeah, definitely. I just think Toy Story Three is yeah, I mean, made for a certain audience. It's made for the people who grew up with Toy Story. Yeah. Who yeah. Are seeing this with their kids now, possibly. And just remembering, you know, how much this franchise has meant to, to them. And that's special. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It, it, like you said, that, you know, that moment <clears throat> when they're, you know, essentially looks like they're all going to die. Oh, boy. Uh, that, yeah, that is, that is a 
huge, huge moment for people who were born in 1985 to 2000, you know, it's just people who, like you said, grew up with it. And that, that I remember, I, I remember that theater experience still right now. Uh, just how packed it was with people of all different ages, mm-hmm. you know, but like you guys said, it seemed like we were there individually for like, I need this. Yeah. And there were a lot of, there were a lot of families there, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and then there's people like us who were, you know, teenagers or in their early twenties who were just, no, I, I need to know what happens to these toys. <laughs> and that, that that's really powerful. One of my favorite franchises of all times is, is the toy story. Uh, all four of those are so cool. Uh, let's see here. Let's do up versus monsters, Inc. Okay, now it's difficult. (laughs) Here we go. Shit. Oh boy. Um, (laughs) mm, All right. Well, pros and cons. Okay, Monsters Inc. Yeah, their third or fourth film, and fourth. Yeah, such a beautiful, beautifully animated story. Really funny. Uh, Up. Really sad, but also really funny. But beautifully animated as well iconic score oh god this is tough yeah this is tough i'm gonna let nostalgia in my my age show here but i'm just gonna go with monsters inc i was younger when it came out i've watched it longer so that's but god that's tough because up is a beautiful yeah yeah up is breathtaking uh but i'm also voting monsters inc Uh, i had it in my top five uh it's kind of solidified in there uh and definitely the Randall, the Steve Buscemi's performance is is one of my probably three or four favorite things that Pixar has done <laughs> is that character. Uh, and solely, you know, John Goodman is just unbelievable. Billy Crystal, these, yeah. these people really take it home. Up probably has the most effective 15 minutes of Pixar's, uh, you know, history. Yeah. But, but as a whole movie, I'm going to go Monsters, Inc. Can you hear that? It's the winds of change. I always love that. Um, <laughs> anyway, up. I agree with you. The first 15 minutes are gorgeous. It's a beautiful love story. The saddest thing Pixar's. Well, there's a rival, but it's up there in the saddest thing Pixar's ever done. Yeah, but I think the rest of the movie isn't as memorable. It's kind of like Full Metal Jacket for me. Like it's a great beginning and then once mm. they go to south america and the bird and all that i kind of lose focus so i am gonna go monsters inc as well i, I think with that okay it's like you get so invested in that opening yeah because even i remember when i watched it the first time I, I had heard about that opening forever yeah so i was kind of late to the party on up and i was like all right let's watch up and after those 15 minutes i was like oh my god what is life and, <laughs> and yeah yeah like, it's an amazing 15 minutes and yeah, the rest of the film's good, but it just strains you so much in those first 15 minutes. It's almost like they kind of, like I've said before, they blew the load early. It's a, a yeah. little. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, now you have to keep me invested for the rest of your hour and a half long movie. I, so, I saw up opening weekend with my mom. Neither of us knew what to expect. You know, the previews are, Oh, funny, wacky adventure, old guy and a boy scout, you know, and a big old weird bird having adventures a in a balloon yeah. house. Yeah. And then we see it and we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like We're both just like in tears 15 minutes of the movie. We're like, what is this? It's touching, but this is not what I expected to happen today. No. <laughs> yeah, it's so good, man. And that, that's, that was their 10th movie. It's so, so weird to believe that that was their 10th. We're on 24 already. Good God. Fucking crazy. 
<laughs> That's weird. um, I that, that was tough. That, that was a, that was a good one. Uh, let's go. Let's let's go inside out versus Finding Dory. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Finding Dory. I don't. It gets a lot of flack. I don't think it deserves it. I thought Finding Dory was. You know, we didn't ask for it, but it's a. Yeah. I think it's a great sequel that. Tells a really nice story, really sweet story. It's got some great moments, like the fish hijacking the truck. <laughs> yeah. I always find that great. Um, but Inside Out is a miracle of animation. That film is so brilliant. And I, I'm going to go Inside Out. I, yeah, I'm going to concur and go with Inside Out as well. It, Like you said, it's beautifully animated. The story, the theme to me is so fucking good in that movie about how to deal with your emotions especially in what the, the story is telling and like how i don't know it takes emotions and makes it so relatable yeah for mm-hmm. an audience and it impressed me the voice cast is so good in that oh god one of their best yeah yeah inside out by a landslide in my opinion finding dory is like you said i think it gets a little bit too much flack but in, in this this is it just yeah just unfortunately god one of the, one of their most impressive movies, uh, Inside Out. Little there's little things in it like Joy not having a shadow, you know. Yeah. Little 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 touches, and, and then Bing Bong. I spoke about Bing Bong forever oh, on Sneak God. Preview. Yeah. You know, it's it's it, it could be their best character. You know, it really could be their most interesting, relatable. Oh my God, imaginary friend. Uh, when you're when you're a child, you just have you, you you cannot explain you cannot explain why things are the way they are, and Bing Bong is a like an actual sacrifice in a kids movie, and when a kids movie goes there like that, I I just think it's really special because it causes you to kind of confront that stuff, yeah, and that's important for kids to do and not just be kind of you know whatever distracted by stuff. So it's. Inside Out super important. Love that one. I think I think it's got potential to go deep here. Yeah. When nice. I when I talked about uh, Inside uh, Up's rival to sadness, Bing Bong is what I was talking about. Was yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, on a lighter note, uh, Lewis Black as anger. Yeah, was yeah. Bill Hader. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dear God, he cracked oh, me man. that movie. <laughs> I remember when that uh, when that came out. Um, the draft house had Lewis Black doing a do not talk during the movie thing because yeah. he was anger and he's like if you talk during the movie I'm going to put the foot down he's like you do not want to make me put the foot down like it was so threatening and I, I loved it yeah Lewis Black is the man um, those those little decisions they made are are perfect uh, him, him and Bill Hader kind of have this have this weird chemistry that just worked really really well yeah love inside out we're going to talk about it more i'm sure uh how about another really tough one ratatouille versus toy story 4 Ooh, that's an interesting matchup yeah Mm. Uh, ratatouille is a favorite in my house because a lot of people in my family love to cook so that film speaks to them so that's kind of always on when like when certain people in my family are at the house, Ratatouille is just on. So I've seen Ratatouille quite a bit. Uh, Toy Story 4, I've only watched once. I loved mm. it, but I have only watched it once. And it's, again, like Finding Dory. Like, I didn't ask for this, but it is good. <laughs> uh, it's like when you're, you know, 
a restaurant screws up your order, but what you ended up getting is still pretty <coughs> tasty. Like you didn't want it, but it's still good. I yeah. Uh, I got to go Ratatouille. I think that movie's underrated and quite a joy. Oh boy, this one's tough. This one's really tough. Uh, you know, I like, I do like Ratatouille. Ratatouille. It's a good movie. I, I yeah, I'm with Connor. I think it's very underrated. People don't seem to talk about it enough. And yeah, the, I know. Yeah. For films. Um, but I think in this one, I'm going to go with Toy Story 4 because like, I think like a lot of people, I was very against it when they announced it. I was like, you got a perfect ending. You didn't need to continue it. Yeah. There's no reason for this. But what we ended up getting was just, to me, like a perfect epilogue to the trilogy. Like Andy's story was done, but not Woody's. And that's what we get. We got the conclusion to the Toy Story line. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to Andy's and the animation is fucking out of the ward in the movie. Yeah. It's that movie's <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is gorgeous. So yeah, I'm the, an- the antique shop is like, what the fuck? Like they, <laughs> they, they really outdid themselves with just that bit, just that, that one location is remarkable. Uh, this is a, this is really hard. Uh, I, I think Ratatouille, you know, is the movie that's kind of about food and they were going to do that eventually. And they knocked it out of the park. I'm really happy about that. <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, I think kind of true to some culture stuff that is cool in the movie. I think that, you know, just like Luca, it was similar in that way where I, I think they both kind of paid homage to where their, where their locations at. And that's cool. Yeah. Pixar does that a lot. It's very uh, honest in its depiction of culture. And I like that. Yeah. Oh man. So, ah, Jesus. So you went Ratatouille and you went Toy Story 4, Caleb? Yeah. yeah. Ah, man, this is hard. This is a legit tough one. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to say Ratatouille as well, but just by a hair. This is, this is really tough. I, I have seen Toy Story 4 a few times now. Uh, and I, I definitely remember sobbing like a little, little child in a theater. Yep. Just because I knew, because I knew that was it. <laughs> Woody, Woody is uh, Tom Hanks is out of here uh, that's really upsetting but they did such a good job awesome movie um, let's do oh boy Connor I hate to do this to you my man but we, we, we got a big one. Oh no Coco versus the Incredibles you motherfucker okay it's not it's random this is, this is the hardest one this is the this hardest is... one had... oh, mm. alright <laughs> Glasses are coming off. Whatever went, this is going to be a hollow victory. Whatever takes this one. Um, I these are two of. I mean, these are my number three and my number two. This is <laughs> this isn't fair. <laughs> oh boy. Titans. Okay. The Incredibles has been a favorite of mine since it came out. Since I was nine, and it's a superhero thriller. It's a you know, it's a spy thriller. It's a dark movie. It's hilarious. It's got maybe their most evil villain ever. And it's, it's so fun to this day. Coco is a recent discovery, but a mind-blowingly gorgeous, heartfelt film that brought me to a level of emotion I didn't know I still had. So I'm sorry to do this, but I got to go Coco. Fair enough. No, no, don't, don't be sorry, man. I, That's, this is a tough matchup. Yeah. Hmm. Oh god, I hate this one. It's like a saw game right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. 
like Con- you know, like Connor, I'm sure like you guys were awesome. Grew up with Incredibles, loved it. You know, it was released well before the superhero craze really took over. Yeah. So it was like original. It was the original type of thing at the time. It's the best Fantastic Four movie ever made. Yeah. 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 The cast is excellent. It's funny as fuck. It's very smart. It's a great fucking movie. But at the same time, Coco is one of the most gorgeously animated, heartfelt, made me fall like a baby at the end movies. I've seen and I, like Connor, I'm, God, I feel bad, but I'm giving the edge to Coco. Ooh, but it's that's like, totally fair. That's totally know. fair. Yeah, this is yeah. There either one of these could go to the kind of like the final four, you know, either yeah. of these movies. They just happen to get matched up against each other. But we're gonna have another one right after this that's the same way. Uh both both arguably just through and through masterpieces. Yeah. Uh, the Incredibles and Coco. Yeah. The Incredibles. Uh, the Incredibles gets my vote mostly due to I've seen it so many goddamn times, and I've seen Coco twice, uh, all the way through. Coco has been on at my apartment a ton, though. Willow, my daughter, loves it uh, mostly because of the colors. The colors are just yeah, they're they're kind of intoxicating. It's it's pretty pre- pretty amazing. And there's little tidbits about that you know, when music's playing, his fingers are doing actually what would happen. It, it's pretty cool how uh, the attention to detail on Coco. But the Incredibles, uh, they say the Dark Knight and Iron Man save superhero movies. No, the Incredibles <laughs> save superhero movies. And it has a lightning screenplay and a villain that actually goes there, actually yeah executes and we we see we we pretty much see it it's one of the one of their best scenes ever and then you have mr incredible running and he's getting shot by these black blobs that are sucking him down and oh man like that's some of my favorite stuff in any movie any action or superhero movie ever not just animated and it gets my vote because of that just over and over that repetition but this is there's no loser here no not at all this is yeah this is an impossible I mean, Coco, the, the animation of that film, the layers they go to, the, the detail in the land of the dead is so beautiful. And the, and the way it explores Mexican culture is so exciting and so like inviting. And even then, like the villain in Coco, I'd argue, is just as evil as Syndrome. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Super dark. Yeah, it's, it's God, the, the revelations, the twists, the, the music, it's, it's so powerful. And it's just, it beats The Incredibles by such a small margin. I want to stress that. I love The Incredibles to death. Yeah. Coco moved me in a very unique way. So, yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah let me stress that, too. I love Incredibles. This is not <laughs> hatred against Incredibles. God, but yeah, Coco, it's like a slight edge. Like, what they achieved with Coco is astounding. But, I mean, God, what they achieved with Incredibles is outstanding i mean yeah yeah all the sequels that have ever been demanded for a superhero film that's been the most demanded sequel i have seen from fans compared to mcu and dc movies even yeah yeah true they got they got what they wanted with that in cars yeah (laughs) (laughs) that made me so mad to like incredibles 2 but first cars 3 i was like no just give me incredibles 2 (laughs) yeah yeah straight up Oh man, what a tough matchup! I love it. I love it. Coco moves on to the to the next round. Uh, let's see, Finding Nemo versus Bugs Life. Jesus Christ! Damn. 
That's uh, interesting. Uh, Finding Nemo is one of Pixar's, I'd argue, full-blown dramas almost. Like, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. I mean, for 2003, it still looks incredibly vibrant. Uh, oh, yeah. Whereas A Bug's Life came out in 98. <laughs> it was their second film. It's about bugs. Take, you know, ants taking on grasshoppers and yet it's hilarious and fun and also sports a psychotic crazy villain probably my favorite villain of of all pixar yeah holy shit the whole like the whole thing with the bird is so good Uh, the circus bugs like i I gotta go bugs life man (laughs) yeah again this is tough uh i love finding nemo i've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times it yeah the, it's has a really great story it's one of the few movies i like ellen and yeah, <laughs> not to yeah, be like probably, to ellen, yeah. she's really funny in it um and there's so many like moments i just remember from that movie but bug's life has been my rotation since i was a child i think it was like what we own on vhs was the toy story films and Bugs Life. So I watched the shit out of Bugs Life. I'm still very fond of it. I don't give a shit what people say about that in Ants because I know we got released the same year. Oh, fuck Ants. Yeah, fuck Ants. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going Bug. I'm going Bugs Life. It's it's nostalgia on there. One one place in my heart. I'm more surprised at how well it holds up for me, Bugs Life, because that movie's you know like over, almost. What's well, 23 years old? 23 yeah. years old. There we go. I can't math. Crazy. <clears throat> um, and it's still so much fun. Uh, yeah, boom. Well, if you take account, it came out after Toy Story. So they had the monster hit with that. Yes. Called over Bugs Life. And that was still, to me, a really good movie. Yeah, it's one, it might be my favorite Randy Newman score, Bugs Life. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is really hard. As you know, Connor, I have, both of these were in my top five. Yeah. Uh, but a Bugs Life, yeah, beats it by, by a hair. Finding Nemo <laughs> is is it is one of their most gorgeous movies i think uh the fact that it yeah came out 18 years ago is is pretty pretty bizarre to me when i watch it now and over he's one of my favorite movie dads of all time he's like just as good as fucking goofy so i i love those guys uh but a bug's life uh, hopper you know kevin spacey is hopper I mean, at one point he says, first rule of leadership, everything is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You know? What you know, when he when he basically just kills one of his little henchmen just to prove a point, you know. Uh he he's he's crazy. He and he's uh very similar to a lot of villains that I love in live action, but he's just as scary and he's a fucking grasshopper, you know. Like, uh, and his, his whole philosophy of just, we have to keep them in line is, is I've seen it a million times, but I, I love when it's done well and a bug's life does it, does it perfectly. It gets, definitely gets my vote too. So that's, that's a clean sweep three to zero. Finding Nemo and uh, the Incredibles taking tough outs here. Sometimes it's just, it's all about the randomness of the matchup, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Uh, man, this is, this is too much fun. I love this. Well, um, Remember we had Onward versus The Incredibles 2 as a kind of a plan, and we had Cars versus Brave as a plan. 
now Onward and Cars have to do the incredible. Uh, Onward versus Toy Story 2. Ooh. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, that's not fair. Toy Story 2 has no business being as good as it is. It, it I know, I know. It couldn't be at all. But it is a fantastic story. Uh, Woody coming to terms with his identity as a toy and really understanding, you know, what how much Andy really does mean to him is, is so beautiful. I love Wayne Knight as the fucking toy collector guy. Oh, genius. <laughs> I love, you know, Kelsey Grammer as the prospector. Fucking Zerg. Like, that's so... Mm. I, I love Toy Story 2. Somehow they introduced like a whole new slew of characters without even blinking. And what? Normally when a franchise does that, we're like, well, what are y'all doing? You know? <laughs> but well, I love they that, do it you know, seamlessly. In the first movie, we learn all about Buzz Lightyear's backstory, you know, Space Ranger and all that. And the second one, you know, we learned Woody's, you know, Woody was the original Buzz Lightyear. He was the most popular yeah. in, in the country at one point. And he kind of, it goes to his head a little bit. I love it. It's it's a character study on Woody mm. and the gang. Um. <laughs> well, that and mentioning Zerg, how it brings back characters that they just mentioned in the first yes, movie. Yes, genius. And like, hey, do you want to see them? Well, well even got it. Even Al's toy yeah. barn is mentioned in the first oh, movie. Oh, dude, Al's toy barn. <laughs> what a place. The scene where they uh, are under the cones, like going across the street, uh-huh. is one of my is one of my favorite parts of the whole of, of the whole thing for all of the Toy Story movies. So. It's so fun watching Buzz and the other guys just try to rally their way to, you know, let's save Woody. What? Like, it's so cool. <laughs> I love the, like, crazy Uber Buzz that, like, traps regular <laughs> Buzz in the store and then just joins them on the mission and no one fucking bats an eye. Yeah. <laughs> that Buzz is acting like a crazy person. He <laughs> reverted. Just go with it. <laughs> when there's a damn slotted pig. I love that. <laughs> And there's a there's a really impressive airport scene yeah. in the movie. It's really yeah, really 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 good movie. I love it. But onward, we like onward a lot. We do, we do like onward. We do. Hmm. You know what? I I know what I'm taking. As much as I love onward, and there is some personal stuff for that with my own biological father, why I like it so much. Mm. Yep. Um. Mm. I'm going with Toy Story 2. I'm going because Jesse's song. To this, I'm 28 years old, and that song hits me still to this day. When she loved me. Oh, boy. I There's very few. It's like that song and then the uh, Fox and the Hound when they're taking the Mm. the Hound. I forget which one. Taking away. Side music plays. Those two get me to this day as a full-grown adult. Fall like a baby still. I get yeah, it. man. Yeah, that Jesse stuff is so, so tough. Yeah. Just right in the middle, of, right in the middle of the movie, you're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> this took a out of left field. Yeah. Oh man, I'm voting. I'm voting Toy Story two as well. But Connor, I, I gotta know. I know this is kind of splitting you. <laughs> I know. I got. I got to know, Connor. What, what are we going with? <laughs> uh, Onward has Onward really touched me. It showed me, you know, a really cool story about family and what family really means to everybody individually. But Toy Story 2 has really been one of my favorites since I was a kid. And I'm going to go Toy Story 2. It's, it sounds a, good. The rare sequel that actually to me outshines the original. Ooh, I'll say it. And that, that wow. 
keep in mind the first three films are all tens to me so it's not like yeah yeah it's like it outshines but i mean they're still all perfect films to me yeah i get you <laughs> i understand well how about how about this uh the first one toy story versus cars <laughs> Oh, do we even have to? <laughs> Toy Story. No. I mean, come on. Three zero. <laughs> Three zero. All right. Um, all right. From here on out, boys, it's going to be really tough. Uh, we have eight movies. Uh, woof. All of these are, are wild. Um, let's go. Let's stay in the Toy Story realm. Let's go Toy Story 3 versus Inside Out. That's, that's uh, yeah, that'll be the first matchup we do for this round. Good God. Mm. <laughs> now it gets tough. God damn it. I think Toy Story 3 uh, messes with your emotions in a completely different way that Inside Out does. For sure. And uh, I'm going to go with Toy Story 3. Oh, man. I got to go Inside Out. This is, it's definitely one of my very, very favorites. Uh, I, I Sometimes I call that and Soul their most impressive <laughs> movies on a, on a visual standpoint. Just whoa what's happening here uh i'm yeah it's gonna get my vote it's pretty dear to my heart i saw it at a uh drive-in theater that was really fucking cool under the stars uh yeah inside out bullshit this really puts me in a bind now uh, <laughs> oh boy i i'm gonna give the slight edge to Toy Story three because it it's a it's a one of the few times I've seen a perfect conclusion to a trilogy. I know there's a fourth movie, but you know, yeah, yeah, at the time. You're right. You're right. And you know, Toy Story three. I love the way it shows these characters past their prime. You know, toys with a grown up and how they they don't get played anymore. They're rusting. They're you know they're kind of old and done, and they have to kind of find that vibrant energy again. They have to find something to live for, and that is really a great journey and caps off these guys story in such a great way again i know we got a fourth but there is a finite you know thing about part three that just works kind of makes me yeah i'm staring at my funkos now like am i neglecting my funkos it's yeah stinky pete they're in the box (laughs) 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 oh i love it mine all get to play with one another but yours i yeah, yeah. I Sorry. mean, imagine Connor's apartment get, is insane, you know, whatever. You Maybe know, it's not the cat are... knocking over all my shit. Maybe it's my toys. Uh, I should, yeah. I should be worried. The only one out is Freddy. No, that's terrifying. It's 8-bit. I'll take him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we can, we can handle that. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Toy Story 3 takes, takes out takes out Inside Out. That's tough stuff. One of my personal favorites. Gone. Uh, that was that was a tough one. That wow. that one and the Incredibles are are tough to swallow. Being being out. Uh, but shit. So is Finding Nemo. So is Up. Um, yeah. Let's see. Let's do let's do Monsters Inc. versus Bugs Life. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's tough in a weird sort of way. <laughs> Nineteen ninety eight versus two thousand one. <laughs> Monsters Inc. was in my top five. Uh, Bugs Life was not. Mm. But then again, that was three, three, four days ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Changes, changes every day. So long ago. Oh boy. Oh, I'm really kind of just you know I'm narrowing immediately to Hopper versus Randall because that's <laughs> a lot of these films to me are defined by their villain, and 
Hopper, even as a grasshopper, I feel like he could kick Randall's ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. You know what's funny? These are the two films with the mobile home with the Pizza Planet truck right outside. Yes. Both of these films have that. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Um, oh, shit. Randall, get, Randall gets sent through a door to the Bugs Life dimension. Yeah. And he's a get the gator. They beat him. Yeah. <laughs> Mama, there's a gator. <laughs> God, I love Pixar. Fuck. <laughs> Oh uh, uh, man. Mm. Um uh, I uh, oh, um I got to give it oh, fuck. I don't know. This is tough. <laughs> I, I need a coin. This is impossible. Oh, oh boy. Oh my fucking god. I, right. I know I I know I'm going to bug's life. Uh This is this is yeah, one of my cemented top five so is monsters inc but bugs life will oh boy you know yeah it's just one of those that's just been with me been with me the whole time and i i watched that one a lot still you know i still watch clips of hopper i'm on youtube you know just on my phone when i'm like oh i want to watch a villain just kick some ass uh he, he really is you know he he rivals live action fucking villains and so yeah i gotta give a bugs life the edge true outside the villain does a bug's life hold up to Monsters Inc.? Like, if we take Randall and Hopper out of the equation, what else matches up? Well, uh, I, I do love the the whole circus bit on a bug's life yeah. when they go to the the city. You know, <laughs> I, I I really really like that 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 part of imagination where something so tiny lives in this town made up of you know like playing cards and things that we use every day that just fit in our hand. I, I love that idea. Uh, Monsters, Inc. Has, has its incredible landscape of being like, look at these monsters who are scaring because we care. Like, it's fucking hilarious. You know, and it's definitely playing on, you know, like capitalism and stuff and has some really interesting things to say. But so does A Bug's Life. You know, th- this is a tough matchup. They both have interesting things to say. Both are just solid. Great okay. villains. I don't know. For the abominable snowman and mm. George constantly getting hit with a twenty three nineteen, I'm giving it to Monsters Inc. Totally, totally fair. Man, it's tough spot again. <laughs> two, two. Uh, I'm going to have to side with Austin and go Bugs Life. Fair enough. Much like Austin, it's it's been a big favorite of mine yeah. that I've watched quite a bit. I love Edge because I love Monsters Inc., but Austin is like Bugs Life. I get it. Yeah. Again, you know, no, no losers here. Yeah, for sure. That's a really, really good matchup. Uh, the CDA is definitely one of Monsters Inc.'s best things. Uh, well, and uh, how about um, what's her name? Roz. You know, she's one of their most interesting characters. You know, and the <laughs> voice is is so good. Love both of those. Um, man, Connor, I hate to do this to you again. Uh, Toy Story. Versus Coco. Fuck you. Oh, my God. I did uh, the exact thing on Monday. Oh, my God. Oh. What's it going to be, big guy? Uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my childhood versus, you know, current Connor. Where, what is... Mm, yeah. Yes. You as an adult with Pixar and you as a child. Shit. Your whole life, your whole life is flashing before your eyes. 
Oh man, I want to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story is beautiful, but it's never made me cry like Coco did. Two tens here. Oh boy. Mm, two tens. I love it. Ten. Battle of the tens. <laughs> oh gosh. This it's is hard because you know we, we watched Toy Story last night and we were still laughing like we were children during this movie. Yeah, it's still <laughs> it's it holds up. It holds yeah. up. Mr. Light Beer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You are a Boy. <laughs> one of my one of the one of the best lines in any movie I've ever seen is is that bit under the under the car. Oh God! <laughs> uh, yeah, you right. know you know where my heart lies, Connor. You know you know where I am. And Toy Story is, uh, yeah. This and Inside Out are the only movies I have ranked as a ten out of the Pixar movies. Yeah, the to- Toy Story is getting my vote for sure. Toy Story and Coco are the only tens I have. <laughs> yes. For Pixar. I avoided Toy Story versus Inside Out. I got to avoid that. <laughs> oh, well, I uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm very curious on what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. I'm just from my side. I'm also going Toy Story. I'm yeah. going OG Toy Story. I've the way it holds up after 26 years. The way it's still hilarious. Its animation is still great. It, it's a predecessor for everything that was to come. There would be no Coco without Toy Story. I got to go Toy Story. Mm. The 4K on the TV last night. Oh, it, yeah. it popped. It is nice. Maybe, maybe uh, the toughest sweep of this whole thing is a three three zero Toy Story to Coco. Coco doesn't deserve to get a zero. Uh, a masterpiece. I, I think I said on sneak preview that of those 2017 movies, it really is one of the most impressive movies from the year. I think it's right up there with you know, like Get Out. It's just you got to see it. You got to see it if you love movies and that are kind of for everybody, you know, that don't stick with one genre. Um, Coco is it for people who like movies. <laughs> uh, Toy Story, moving on, moving on to the final four, as we all knew it would. Uh, <laughs> Toy Story 2 versus Ratatouille. Ah, that, hmm. I'm going Toy Story 2. Toy Story that 2, that's kind, of, that's kind of a no-brainer for me. Yeah. Ah, man, <laughs> this is hard. No, I think not- I have... I know we just Go said ahead. like Ratatouille is like underrated, but like no offense, I actually I'm going Toy Story too. I, yeah. just, I fucking love Toy Story too. Toy Story Two is rated just perfectly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is rated just fine. Um, Ratatouille, I would say, is has that title of most underrated Pixar movie. It comes in between uh, an interesting, you know, Cars comes out in 2006. This comes out, Ratatouille comes out in 2007. And then shortly after you have Wally in 2008 and then up in 2009. So it's kind of wedged in between this one that made a shit ton of money and every kid loved it in cars. And then Wally and up, which are seen as these masterpieces, which were, you know, up for all kinds of awards and whatnot. But Ratatouille deserves to be talked about, deserves to be mentioned, you know? Well, Ratatouille was also up for a bunch of Oscars. Like it was nominated for. No, uh, for sure. Yeah. But. You don't hear it being talked about like Cars, Wally, and and Up. It is weird. Yeah, I don't see a lot of people mention it like they do other Pixar movies. I think I think if it was around Brave and Cars Three, maybe you know, or something like that, maybe it would have a. Or Cars Two comes out in 2011, Brave is 2012. So maybe if it was in between there, yeah, I just feel like it had a hard life to live, (laughs) in 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 that mix of what Pixar was doing. Sometimes Uh, everything with these movie releases, yeah. So yes. because of it, I've seen it happen. I know, like me being a big horror buff, 
I've seen it happen all the time where they just like, yeah, let's mm. release it now when no one's going to watch it. Yeah. And sure enough, it slips through the cracks, but it gets like this big following after. Y- like, yes. I'll never understand why like Hocus Pocus came out in like March or June or whenever it came out instead of, you know, <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. It, <laughs> so, yeah, timing is everything. And I think, yeah, Ratatouille is an unfortunate victim of bad release timing. Yeah. 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 I, Ah, this is hard. I, I'm going to vote Toy Story, th- Toy Story 2 as well, but Ratatouille, good job. You did well today. <laughs> glad, glad you showed up and we're, we're a participant. Um, we're down to the final four now. All right. the, final four, the final four has all three Toy Story movies <laughs> and a Bug's Life. So let's, do the, let's, let's get a Bug's Life out of the way, maybe. Toy Story 2 versus a Bug's Life. What do you guys got? It's going to be fucking Toy Story versus Toy Story. I love that. Um, <laughs> How fitting for that episode. I know, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it's Toy Story 2. It's something, there's something so special about Toy Story. Yeah. It's, I don't, it's just because, mm. you know, it kind of follows my life trajectory. You know, I saw yeah. the first Boy, one yeah. when I was a baby. I saw two when I was a kid. And then I saw the third one when I was in high school. It's, and the fourth one when you were in college. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going Toy Story too. Like I said, it's, it's Jesse's song, and much like when uh, in the VHS collection that they put all the movies I could watch up front, you know. So like, how I would do Jurassic Park and Lost World back to back? Because you know, yeah. why not? As a kid, of course, it was the same thing. With Toy Story. I did the first one. We had the second one. I mean, pulled out and put the second one in to watch it right after. So yeah, I'm going Toy Story two all the way, and yeah. Bugs Life is Damn. awesome. I'm sorry, Bugs Life. I love you. Yeah, it gets my vote. It, it at least gets one vote in here. Uh, if it helps, Bugs yeah, we've Life, we've said we've said a lot about it. Say it again. If it helps, Bugs Life, I had the action figures. Yeah. <laughs> same, same. I definitely grew up with all the all all the little characters. Uh, this is tough. It's tough to see a Bugs Life go down like this. Uh, <laughs> I it, Toy Story two. In Toy Story, sandwich a bug's life, and that's can you imagine? Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're in between this monster thing that's happening that's going to live forever, but a bug's life is doing just fine. You know, it's got. I think it's got a, You know, got got its fan club for sure. I don't think as many kids are into it now. Yeah, I think I think they're more prone to watch Cars or The Incredibles, but I think a bug's life for people who are our age in their 20s or 30s i think i think this one's really special to them and uh, i'm glad it got to the final four but toy story 2 wins two to one all right toy story versus toy story 3 mm. jesus Ugh, it's it's got to be oh you got to go og toy story uh, yep uh God got to i'm an asshole are you you going three i was going to go three <laughs> <laughs> no. hey it's a great it's a great calf yeah that's why I was going to go because I was like, oh, it's a really great conclusion. I'll go with three. And yep. All right. Bye, Toy Story 3. I miss you already. <laughs> <laughs> you did well. You're the Almost all of you got in there. Toy Story 4 lost to Ratatouille in the first round, but three out of four is pretty good. Um, that leaves us with uh, the final round being Toy Story versus Toy Story 2. Isn't that just fitting? Like, isn't that just perfect? <laughs> yeah, it is perfect. And I... I mm, it's again, um, you can't beat the original. It's Toy Story. God damn it! 
nor Toy Story 2. Okay. <laughs> I really like Toy Story 2. Turns out sometimes you can be the original. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love, I love the OG Toy Story, but goddamn, I love 2. Yeah. I love it. No, that's good. I, I'm glad. I, I, I thought initially, you know, Connor would, would get Coco across the line. I thought you were really going to vouch for it the whole way through. I could have if it hadn't gone it, up right, against yeah. the original. Yeah, it's tough, man. Toy Story is 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 my favorite of all of these, you know, and it's just been a long time coming on Oscar Sunday to do this movie. Yeah. And I, I'm glad it won this little tournament, but I really wanted to talk about every movie that we've all seen without just going through them uh, chronologically. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing this. Uh, this is what film guys is all about is just kind of fucking around and talking about movies. Uh, now, Toy Story. It's a good segue. <laughs> 1995. Uh, Connor and I were born that year. Caleb, was that same year for you? I was born in 92. So I was 92. Okay. So you were, you were three. D- did you see this in theaters or? Uh, I don't think I was taken to theaters. Um, my parents picked it up on uh, VHS for hopefully the older listeners that still remember VHS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they picked it on VHS and it was in like my top rotation. Like when it came to Disney films, Disney Pixar films in general that I grew up with, it was like uh, Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Bugs Life, and uh, Lion King. I yeah, yeah. was playing. And so, yeah, I, I wore that VHS tape out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I, you know, I, I really wish I could have seen this one in theaters. My first theater movie was A Bug's Life. I was three years old. That was the first movie I saw in theater. So it's always, always in my heart. But Toy Story coming out the year I was born, I definitely feel a sense of pride in that it, it is, it, it is, a, it was a baby when I was a baby and it is now aged like fine wine throughout my entire life. <clears throat> and I, I know, Connor, you're in the same boat. Uh, it is probably one of my five to 10 most watched movies in my life. Like where I've seen it yeah. more than, more than anything else. You know, it's somewhere in there. It might, might be number one. I might be, you know, I might be, you know, it, uh, remembering incorrectly, but it's definitely in the top 10. That's for sure. That's hundred percent. And my God, when I watched this morning, I, I, th- I think I had the most fun I ever have watching it. I was, I was by myself and I was about to go to work and I was like, Oh, it's an hour and fucking 20 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's smooth as butter. It's really a perfect nineties movie too, where it just kind of has this touch to it where it's pre pre all this bullshit, pre phones and everything, you know? And it has this, has this kind of, kind of you know just grace to it where you're like what how does this movie do this in such a short span and rip me around rip my emotions around and make me laugh make me scared you know all these different things and it's just it's just a masterpiece that's the only like answer i have for for those those thoughts i've had while watching it uh did you guys you guys got to watch it together is that right last night Mm mm-hmm Oh, that's yeah that's really cool um it's always fun to watch a movie and especially when you know you're gonna pick awards for it yeah. Like, oh, f- fuck, is that the scene? I don't know, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and this, you know, Connor, on this show, I've said a lot that, oh, this is really hard. This is really difficult to choose these. 
but of any movie we've done on Oscar Sunday, this is the one that's just been with me the longest. So by default, this is the hardest <laughs> uh, to choose, to choose a favorite scene, to choose a favorite performance, you know, favorite music moment, good God, and a favorite quote. I, I, it's very, very difficult for me to do. Um, I, I love that we all kind of see it as a 10, you know, and I knew there was a point to the tournament because there are those random ones like Toy Story 2 or Coco or for me, Inside Out, that can maybe rival it. But at the end of the day, it's, it's so cool that the very first Pixar movie stands the strongest with all of us. It is, it's quite nice. It's cool that it has this kind of staying power. It, you know, like I said, it's the film that every Pixar film that followed is built upon. Mm. And I love that just from the get-go, they knew exactly what kind of company they wanted to be when it came to storytelling. Uh, you know, using these vibrant characters and creative worlds to tell real-life relatable stories about identity and family and like the consequences therein. I mean, Toy Story is all about, you know, jealousy, rivalry, and ultimately friendship mm. and how important it is to, you know, be yourself, but also recognize your limitations. <laughs> You're not saving the universe, but you could save Andy. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. It- oh, I love that. It really starts what we see in Pixar to this day. I mean, you're seeing the beautiful animation, but you know, I'm sure there's probably some young punk that's going to be like, it doesn't look that good. Well, for when it came out, it looks astounding. Yeah. We, I know on, um, when we watched it last night, we watched it through Disney Plus and then outputted it through uh, 4K and it looks beautiful for a 95 film. Um, mm. So, you know, it, it started the whole, their touch to detail with animation um, like you said, the bringing very mature themes into a kids movie that to me, I think is why you they blast us line because you get parents and kids into your movies because it's not just like some dumb kid movie that makes kids laugh and the parents hate sitting through the movie. It's they like it because they're they can connect to the overall theme that's being told to them and the kids oh, yeah. don't know it really in a weird way, but you're getting it as a kid, you just don't realize it yet yeah. until you're older. Mm-hmm. You're being instilled early on with these great life lessons that you don't even realize you're being, that you're learning, but you take it into heart. You think like, what would Woody do? You think that as a child, mm-hmm. like, and you think Woody wouldn't act this way. I won't act this way. That's at least that's what I did. I had the same, you know, I had the same reaction to, to Toy Story that I did to Back to the Future. I took it as mm-hmm. a life lesson. I took things and I applied them to who I was. And I've never really stopped doing that. Yeah. It's to the point that the movie watching it now is it's like, it's nostalgic. There's a certain kind of films I watch now that really take me to like a nostalgic happy place you know like when I watch you know for example watching the first Spider-Man like I'm talking Tobey Maguire I don't care what people say mm-hmm. nowadays takes me back to a special place because that was when we weren't really getting a lot of comic book movies and I mm. well I obsessed with that movie when I was a kid I mean obsessed yeah um so you know like a movie like that, like Spider-Man or even, you know, the uh, original Space Jam and Toy Story. But there are movies that when I watch, I go back to what I felt like to just be a kid with my own Woody and Buzz Lightyear uh, toys that I had sitting on the couch on a Saturday and just watching Toy Story and being the happiest little kid in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of represents exactly why we watch movies continuously. And Funnily enough, I still have, like, I bought a Toy Story toy recently. I have a, a Funko Pop of Buzz when he's dressed up as Mrs. Nesbitt. So I'm still, I still have Toy yeah. Story toys. 
Oh yeah. I mean, I, I have, you know, friends and my older brother, the other day I saw him wearing a pizza planet shirt. You know, you see people wearing, see people wearing stuff all the time, you know, and it's ingrained, it's ingrained in our culture. And I, I'm really, really kind of proud of this one. You know, yeah. I think, I think Pixar really, you know, took some, some notes from what's happening with studio Ghibli. And they were like, let's, let's do our own thing here. You know, yeah. we can, we can tell legitimate stories as well. Uh, sometimes they're a little bit more gimmicky than, than I'd like them to be Pixar, but man, they never lack beauty, you know, and toy story again, starts that with all its wonderful colors. And, and, and I think people kind of recognize that when it was happening, you know, it was a huge, huge success toy story. And I think people at the time were just like, wait a minute, this movies can be like this now, <laughs> you know, motion capture is going to take over, you know? And yeah, it definitely, it definitely has. And, you know, then you see it in movies like avatar, you know, and it bleeds into live action and you got to credit toy story for kind of making it totally mainstream. Yeah. The first fully computer generated film. I mean, that is a hell of a milestone in animation yeah. and in filmmaking. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. One even like when we're talking about like the themes and stuff, I mean, you look at animation to me, like before Toy Story, you had really adult cartoons coming out, like heavy metal. Mm. You had like, well, essentially Disney, right? Disney was coming out with very kid-friendly stuff. And they, I mean, occasionally they do tackle dark stuff in a lot of their, you know, regular Disney movies. But compared to Toy Story and just the tackling of very adult themes in a kid's animated film, Toy Story kind of, to me, really started that and ran with it. And well, Pixar ran with it. So it, yeah, it did a lot of things. I think, yeah, like you said, people noticed when they went to go see it, they're like, this is something special. And it, I mean, the fact that, like we're saying, there's still toys being sold, we're still wearing t shirts, we're still watching it. Yeah. So Toy Story on its own is a billion dollar franchise. Like outside yeah. of Pixar, yeah. the rest of Pixar stuff, just the Toy Story films, billion bucks. Yeah. A company is lucky to ever do that, let alone they have 20 other movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh christ yeah it's really really cool that they're 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 willing to use all of that those resources and all that money to make cool shit like onward and luca and soul uh connor uh i would like for us to just briefly look at uh the 68th academy awards where toy story made some noise uh was nominated for uh, original song uh original musical or comedy score and screenplay and then, of course, it got the honorary award to John Lasseter for what we were just talking about, for basically being the first computer-generated uh, movie feature-length film. So, very cool. Very cool stuff. And then it's, uh, let's see, six years later at the 74th Academy Awards when they introduced the Best Animated category and Shrek beat Monsters, Inc. Really cool battle between those two. Uh, and Pixar has won 10 of those. So <laughs> uh, you would think that they would have won in 95 as well. They probably would have won in 98 and probably would have won in 99. So, but it did win in 2010 and 2019 for Toy Story 3 and 4. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying there's been 10 best animated wins for Pixar altogether. Well, I'm, I'm saying that, like, you know, Toy Story 1 and 2 didn't win it, but 3 and 4 did. And, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I assure you that they would have won if the uh, category would have been around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 True. Let it be known. I will do my best to help on this part. 
<laughs> I am putting away, it's, a, it's a brief I'm, few categories. I'm, it's, yeah. I'm putting away what I always say about the Oscars on our other podcast, and I'm fully involved with you guys on this. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you can say whatever you want, man. The Oscars are total bullshit most of the time. <laughs> we spent most of this show kind of mocking and chastising the Oscars, but yeah, like how they didn't have best animated feature at this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really frustrating. Well, I do think one of my favorite animated movies i think princess mononoke would have been a winner in 97 and a bug's life a bug's life really probably would have taken it in 98 and 99 i definitely think toy story would have so toy story 2 so that would have been really cool to see those movies win because uh that spirited way win is is awesome it's really i love that they got that studio ghibli films are beautiful i haven't seen a lot gorgeous couple but my god yeah just breath fucking breathtaking movies uh yeah, you could go on and on about those, just like Pixar. They just put together a catalog of amazing shit. Yeah, true. Very true. Okay, so the 68th Oscars. Uh, yes. Interesting bunch of films. So let's start with Best Original Song. Uh, we have Dead Man Walking from Dead Man Walking. Have yeah. You Ever Really Loved a Woman from Don Juan DeMarco? Moonlight from Sabrina. You've got a friend in me from Toy Story, and the winner, Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. Uh, oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Disney versus Pixar. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, you know, I love. I think Pocahontas is not a great movie, but its strongest suit is its music. But you've got a friend in me is such a a simple, nice, sweet song that it should have it should have taken this. Yeah, 100%. Those movies are clearly going toe-to-toe in this, and it was going to be one of those uh, songs. Yeah, got to go with Randy Newman. Uh, You Got a Friend of Me also does a good job of introducing kind of where we are, so it it contributes to the film, you know? It's not just kind of like a whatever, here's our music moment. It's It really contributes to what's happening in the movie, so yeah, got to go with that. I I think for me, with that because I agree with you guys, it should have been You Got a Friend of Me. It's staying power. Um, I can't recall how the song in Pocahontas goes <laughs> at all. Yeah. But you say You've Got a Friend of Me, I can hum it, I can sing it. Yep. I remember that song. It has a lot more staying power than a problematic Disney movie about Pocahontas. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that big time. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. No, nobody's canceling Toy Story. exactly there you go (laughs) oh all right best original musical or comedy score back when they were separating dramatic scores and musical scores look at these names dude i this is crazy so we've got the american president by mark shaman sabrina by john williams toy story by randy newman unstrung heroes by thomas newman and the winner pocahontas by alan menken Jesus Christ, those are some of the biggest composers in film history. That's yeah. John Williams, Thomas Newman, Randy Newman, Mark Shaman, and Alan Menken. Oh my god. Yeah, both the Newmans and, and John Williams. And, and Menken is like, he's the guy who did all the music in the 90s for those fucking Disney movies. Yeah. From Beauty and the Beast to I think I think he also did Hercules all the way in 97. So yeah, he kind of did all of those. Uh he was winning tons of Oscars in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. John Williams, I mean. Maybe the best to ever do it, you know, uh, in in movie in movie history. Yeah. This is crazy. for me when it comes to John Williams. Yeah. However, I do give this award to Pocahontas. 
really. I don't know, man. I got to go Toy Story. Toy Story's score, I don't think is quite as memorable as the songs. I think that Pocahontas That's fair. is, is That's reversed. Fair. I think the score of Pocahontas is absolutely gorgeous and the strongest suit of that film. And I'm comfortable with Alan Menken taking on that award. Um, the rest of these films, um, I have not seen. So I got nothing. You, you, you'd like The American President. That's an Aaron Sorkin screenplay. Yeah, you'd like that. I know. Yeah, this one's tough for me because I know, Connor, you just said you remember the Pocahontas score. I also don't remember the score to Pocahontas all that much. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is really not me hating on Pocahontas because I remember as a kid I liked it, but I haven't seen it in years. It's, um, yeah, it's a rough one. I, again, I have not seen it in years. Don't come after me, fans. If it is. Yeah. Um, and, but at the same time, I do agree that other than uh, You've Got a Friend of Me, yeah, the score to Toy Story isn't the most memorable. But it's bouncy and it's light and it's comfortable, but it isn't really, you know, something I go back to. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's tough. I'll, just because we've watched it, I'm just going to go Toy Story. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now here comes, here comes a really interesting one. Uh, yes. Best original screenplay. This is a hell of a bunch here. We've got Braveheart, Mighty Aphrodite, Nixon, Toy Story, and the winner, The Usual Suspects. Oh, fuck. Oh, boy. Just the fact that Toy Story, the first computer-generated film, was actually in the screenplay category, that's just, that's beautiful. Uh, damn. I, I'm going to, you know, I love The Usual Suspects. I think it's a strong movie, but I think screenplay should have gone to Toy Story. Oh, yeah, 100%. The Toy Story screenplay is uh, the same way we felt about The Incredibles. It was up for screenplay in 2004. It just still holds up extremely well. And... And these these other films, like Braveheart, do you really remember the dialogue like from point A to point B, the little things just being amazing? No. Well, Toy Story, I, I that's what do, it is. I love Braveheart. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not a big Braveheart guy. Uh, no. uh, Usual Suspects is, is solid, but that first viewing is amazing. That second yeah. viewing re- really takes some heat away. Yeah. Uh, but the, the Toy Story screenplay is flawless. Yeah, I would totally give it to that. Nixon's pretty cool, too. Yeah, based off what I've seen on this list, which is Braveheart, Usual Suspects, and Toy Story. Um, yeah, I agree that Usual Suspects is a film that once you know the twist, it's not, you know, because those films have a twist, but you can go back and watch again and it's still enjoyable. Like, I do, like, for me, Saw, does my, I know what happens. I can still go back and enjoy the show of that movie. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. Usual Suspects. Once you know the twist, the movie, it's still good, but it's not, like, I'm itching to go back. What? I feel like um, with the usual suspects, like once you know the twist, you you find yourself kind of poking holes in it, like realizing yes. that wouldn't make sense. And that, you know, it kind of unravels the film. Yeah. And I think that's the key. Like if your twist doesn't poke holes and it makes sense on a rewatch, like with like the sixth sense or saw or whatever. Yeah. You mm. can go back and keep watching it and not necessarily with the usual suspects. Braveheart. The only reason I'm kind of iffy on including Braveheart, even in that existed category is best original screenplay. And technically, it's based off a historical moment. It's based off a moment in history. So it's hard for me to really get behind Braveheart being nominated. And I agree with Austin. Other than Mel Gibson yelling, freedom. Like, (laughs) 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 that's fantastic. Yeah, it's 
it happened. Like it's a historical event. I'm I'm sorry, I'm not impressed with a screenplay that's well, a historical event. Well, so it was Nixon, but that's there. Like Nixon happened. I, I'm, Nixon, I'm Nixon not, happened. I'm not, I'm not as impressed as you're based off a true story because you have, I don't know. I'm more, Do you think that should be in the adapted category then? Possibly. Would you respect it more if it was over there? A little bit more, yes. All right, fair um, enough. Um, so I'm gonna give it to Toy Story. I mean, like we, like we've said ad nauseum, it laid the groundwork. That and part of that, yeah. Script. Yes. So I would give it to the whole Toy point story. that like people wanted to see this. It wasn't. You know, the computer-generated thing was a cool gimmick, but if the movie wasn't, you know, good, then this never would have taken off. Like, this needed to be a fun, enjoyable, memorable movie, and the screenplay is what, you know, where that came from. Yeah, and he didn't have to yell freedom at any point. Sorry, Connor. <laughs> Braveheart's more it's than true. freedom. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I remember. Yeah, every this, ma- every man dies. Not every man really lives. I don't remember that part of the movie. I just remember him being disemboweled and yelling freedom. Uh, we're next time we're in the nineties, we're doing fucking Braveheart. Uh, I gotta put the record straight here. Gladiator. <laughs> well, gladiator, you know better movie. Yeah, well, Braveheart will one day have its own best picture showdown. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. One day. <laughs> oh man. A lot a lot of help you'd be, laddie. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, that that's I mean, I think Toy Story should have probably won Best Picture. That's just me. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think I it's probably the best movie from 1995 that I've seen anyway. Okay. Well, best actor, Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving Las Vegas. He is so good in that movie. Just like, I, off his rocker. I have to shout that out. Too many people would try to say he's a bad actor. I'm like, no, he's not. He's fantastic. He's a he commits to everything he does. I love Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Big fans of Nicolas Cage on all the film guys and podcasts. He just I yeah, I don't see how you couldn't be. And that's his one Oscar win, but I would like to think that his, you know, kind of indie horror stuff of recent and then of course raising Arizona. That's that's some of the best stuff that he's ever done. And that's what we recognize him for as, as his fans, you know? Yeah. He's gotten close a couple of times. When Mandy was coming out, he was – there was huge buzz and rumors about him getting nominated for his role in Mandy. I wish. But that just, would have been so cool. Yeah. But, I mean, it obviously didn't happen, but I remember that was swirling because critics praised him in Mandy. I'm hoping Pig does it. I would love nothing more to see the movie Pig be what gets them a nomination. <laughs> see, I feel like he's beyond that now. He's got his Oscar – He's the industry kind of turned its back on him. And now that he's found yeah. his way back, I'd like to think that he doesn't need them anymore. He doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. I, he's just I, having fun now. Yeah. I, I like the niche he's in with the, like the indie horror scene. I've gotten some really yeah. good out of it from him. So I like it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm totally cool with that. Now this is, this is fascinating because uh, you know, Connor and I did an episode uh, let's see, 45, episode 45 was our American Beauty episode. <clears throat> yes. And of course, we talked a lot about Kevin Spacey. He won the Oscar there. He also won an Oscar here for Usual, Usual Suspects, a movie we just kind of shit-talked a little bit. <laughs> uh, now, is, is, that a, is that a memorable performance to you guys? Is that your favorite performance? It's not, it's not mine from the movie. Compared to what I've seen Spacey in, no. It's not a performance that leaps out to me personally. It's. It, I've only seen the film one time, 
So lucky. Admittedly, I I knew the twist beforehand, so it wasn't like a big shock. Uh, Uh, And I did fall asleep towards the end. I was very tired. Uh, So I do need to give that one another another watch. Yeah. Uh, But I thought, you know, of this bunch, maybe this was, you know, Ed Harris's time. That would have been cool as fuck in Apollo 13. Oh, yeah. Um, but this isn't like the bunch I would have chosen from 95 anyway. It's nah, yeah, that's a whole nother, whole nother conversation. I do like, you know, I love Tim Roth, Brad Pitt, Ed Harris, James Cromwell. Don't love Kevin Spacey, but he was a very, very effective performer uh, in his day. To go back to, you know, defend my honor a little bit, where is Patrick McGowan or Angus McFadden or Braveheart? <laughs> <laughs> where's james cosmo like where are these yeah. legendary you know scottish actors and english actors that i can't believe braveheart got zero performance nominations like well, yeah the war doesn't and I, and, braveheart like you do it kind of does though <laughs> it does actually it does. <laughs> i i don't i i like benicio del toro the most unusual suspects i thought he should have been if anybody from that movie was going to be up He's fucking hilarious and, and super scary at times, but yeah, yeah, it's it's always fun to look at these '95 movies. It's a really interesting year, uh, and of course, there's a shit ton of stuff outside of it. Anything that jumps to you guys' mind uh, outside of the you know these movies and the Oscars from '95? Where's Heat? Yeah, no kidding. One of the best heist <laughs> movies of all time. And, yeah, and no nowhere to be found. Yeah. <laughs> um. Heat would have been good. Yeah. I'm, I, I need a list of 95 films. I'm getting to my letterboxed as we speak. I'm going to. Okay. Use- I love it. I love it. Letterboxd is a good tool for podcasting. All right. Keep talking. Keep talking. I'm almost there. <laughs> 95. Well, I, for, for me, uh, you know, that's when Jumanji comes out. So that's always, that's always fun. That's a good one. I would uh, nominate Ron Thomas uh, for something. I, I love Jumanji. Jonathan Hyde, best supporting actor, Jumanji. That would have been really cool. Van Pelt. Tommy Boy, come on! Tommy Boy, <laughs> Friday, Friday, one of my favorite comedies ever. Uh, seven, David Fincher, seven, uh, fucking oh, yeah. Casino. Oh, here's uh, a good shout out. Quick and the Dead. Oh that, yeah, there you go, there you go. Badass underrated western. Sam Raimi's western. Mortal Kombat didn't okay. get nominated for its kick-ass song. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Billy Madison, Heavyweights. I know you're a fan of kids. Oh yeah, Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's that would have been actually pretty good. I like that sequel a lot. Basketball Diaries, Clocker, Spike Lee. That's a cool movie. Yeah, uh, yeah 95 is fucking stacked. <laughs> yeah, pretty good year. Hmm. Well, you know, I mean, the Oscars, you know, especially in you know the 20th century, doesn't usually reflect the popularity no. of the time when it comes well, to film. I, I said it, quick shout out to our prior episode on Upgrade. I said on Upgrade, you know, the Oscars, they just look at a, a certain time frame that movies are released. Like yeah. Called, you yeah. Movies, you don't know the Oscar season. Yeah. So they ignore stuff like in Upgrade. I talked about how great to me Logan Marshall Green is in that movie. Like me and Carl both agree. Like, I know. I know. Performance. He should have been, in my opinion, nominated that year. Yep. Lee Winnell Lee should have been up for Best Director. You know, that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's just how it should be. Up. Should have been up for and, a ton of technical awards, cinematography, like yeah, that. Like, yeah. The, yeah, the cinematography can't like, but because they only look at that, they ignore everything else. Mm-hmm. And because they have such a weird idea of like what constitutes 
an Oscar caliber film and what doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even if it does. Sucks. Get, yeah. Even if it does get released for an Oscar season, it gets ignored sometimes. Yep. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Movies. I, I think, I think hereditary was just on a fucking plate for them. Like here's a movie that came out late in the summer. Everybody, every horror fan loves it. And people that are not horror fans are like, wait, what's Tony Collette doing? You know, mm-hmm. and, well, what's go, what's going on here? That looks like an interesting role. What's Gabriel Byrne doing in this? And they see it, you know, they see it and they're fucking blown away. The movie is loved by everybody, all movie fans alike. And it's just sitting there for them. Just, and they just ignore the shit out of it. They don't even, you know, they don't even blink. People love this movie. People are seeing it in theaters and made a lot of money. It did really well on Amazon Prime. And it's awesome. <laughs> so why would that not, why would that not be up for awards? It makes, it makes zero, zero sense uh, how they operate. Alone should have been nominated in that damn movie. Uh, 100%. Yeah, she should have won. Yeah, the whole scene, I will always point to the scene when they're having dinner and it's that tense dinner scene. Yeah, and fucking sun, incredible. Yeah, the sun pokes just a little bit too much and she stands up and goes, I am your fucking mother and yeah. watches and you're like, oh my God. It's fucking acting right there in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, what's well, what separates uh, Hereditary from other horror movies that came out in 2018. It's also an incredible family drama. Incredible. Yeah. Super, super engaging and it deals with like, yeah, demons and stuff. So that's rewarding for horror fans and rewarding for people who just like watching good movies mm-hmm. and i just don't i just don't understand i think they did a good job of shouting out get out you know and giving jordan peele some love but that's just not enough it's just what not also, enough it also feels like you know well we gave a horror movie a chance last Ex- year. yep so, yep yeah that's right yeah, i don't like that's that right it gets neither annoying. do i yeah it gets annoying because you know growing up as a horror fan like I've seen the evolution from like, okay, we nominated a horror film like uh, Science of the Lambs, right? And mm. it won awards, I believe. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. my knowledge on Oscars is terrible. Um, You're good. But instead of calling it a horror film, they hid behind a wall and went, oh, it's a suspense movie. It's a thriller. Yeah. Bullshit. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. You liked a horror movie with some fucking grade A acting production design, the whole nine, direction, everything. You liked it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But now we're seeing the new thing is either they do like what they did with Get Out. They do a quick little like, oh, we gave Get Out, you know, diversity, and we did it. Horror, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Horror, yeah. they know suspense is no longer the thriller, no longer the word. It's, well, it's elevated horror. That's why we're not. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, elevated <laughs> horror. Like, What? deeper thinking horror yeah it's really really frustrating i love some of the the new kind of wave of a24 horror movies but i do not like the way they are viewed i do not like the way that the narrative is being built around them uh that when i heard elevated horror for the first time i yeah i wanted to punch punch the window uh makes me so mad i'm like look you can be a horror fan and like hereditary as much as halloween 2018 it's oh Okay. Exactly. I remember having a great time in 2018 because both those movies came out and I was like, this is great. Best of both worlds. We have a, we have a new director, writer, director making a new movie that I've never, I have no prior knowledge or reference to. And then we have a Halloween movie that might be their best work ever (laughs) since the first one. (laughs) That's fantastic. That's really cool. I love living in that world. I wish more people could. (laughs) 
I don't I don't get these like restrictions people put on themselves. Like I can't enjoy a horror movie. That's trash. But if it's elevated, then I can say that I liked it. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Or if it's a, or if it becomes like Caleb is saying with Get Out, it becomes this cultural thing. Well, now I have to see it because everybody else is talking about it. Yeah. No, 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 no. And and then it takes and then it takes away from the movie, takes away from a movie like Get Out, which is a very good movie, you know, Uh, and that's that's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, I did not watch Get Out because I was like, it's it's, you know, this diverse black horror film i watched it because i was curious when i heard jordan pill was doing a fucking horror movie oh yeah like, what yeah. jordan pill yeah you got me i'll see it and then i saw the trailer i was like this looks fucking good i'm seeing it yeah life's mm-hmm. too short enjoy things yeah <laughs> put your and push yeah put, put your walls down especially your yeah. genre walls that's not it's no fun uh i love that talking about horror movies let's let's also talk about uh, Connor, you got something? I do want to point out, just for kicks, Batman yeah. Forever was nominated for three Oscars this year. So In 95, yeah. <laughs> we might one day put that on the list. That would be so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Joel Schumacher, baby. How could we forget? How could we forget? <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy year. 90, 95. Commented on the whole, like, oral sex thing. Yeah, Val Kilmer. <laughs> I, I can't believe that shit. That's blowing up. Oh, my God. I love the memes. I want to say that right now. The memes are great. Fucking hell. Batman you know 95. <laughs> yes, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh boy. I but but people who don't out of context, let's just leave them, leave them in the dust. Well, yeah, that might come up on sneak preview. It might not. We'll, we'll, you'll see. Look it up a bit yeah. that Google search. Yeah, exactly. Definitely be careful. Oh Turns my out God. Batman actually does like cats. So let's move yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I love it. What do you guys think about uh, giving some awards out to Toy Story? Fuck yeah, let's do this. Uh, yeah, on that note, I love it. Uh, <laughs> we have, uh, we've got three of us now today, so bear with us. we got the Quentin Tarantino Award for Best Line or Quote. We have the Ennio Morricone Award for Best Music Moment. We have the Philip Seymour Hoffman Award for the Best Performance of the Movie, so that'll be the Best Vocal Performance. Uh, and we have the Roger Deakins Award for the Best Scene of the Movie. So, uh, Connor let you start then caleb you can go and i'll finish us off okay sounds good so my tarantino um this was tough there's some great memorable lines in this film i went with i have two uh both kind of throwaway of course lines. not how really can, famous how, lines how can you not have two i mean it's yeah. the screenplay is i think with the incredibles you also had two because yeah i did <laughs> these, these are these are two of their best screenplays ever for pixar they really are uh my first one comes from the staff meeting uh with woody and the toys talking about, you know, Andy's impending birthday. And uh, Woody's giving a nice speech about how this is all, you know, everything's going to be fine. And then Ham just goes, I hate to break up the staff meeting, but they're here and freaks out everybody. <laughs> and I always love that. I hate to break up the staff meeting. <laughs> it's the yeah, delivery. So it's good. just him completely freaking out. <laughs> That's John Rotzenberger just crushing it right there. Oh, yeah. It. Pixar mainstay for all but this past uh, Luca. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second line <laughs> is a little funny throwaway from Buzz after they get to Sid's house. And um, Sid starts taking apart his, his sister's doll and replacing the head. And <laughs> Buzz just goes, I don't believe that man's ever been to medical school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that line. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Uh, I don't believe that man's ever been to medical school. <laughs> God, Buzz, some of the shit Buzz says is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, uh, fantastic. <laughs> so good. Caleb, what do you got for the Tarantino? All right. I actually came up with a uh, three. <laughs> love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so the first one, uh, these have stuck with me since I was a kid. Actually, that's why I picked a lot of them. Um, was it's, uh, when they're under the car having their fight. And Buzz just looks at Woody and he goes, you are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. I still say that to people, yeah. <laughs> my favorite part of that scene is the little Vulcan salute he gives when he walks away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. At, the, at that fucking gas station, the Dynaco. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Oh. And then... Sticking with that scene, actually, is when Woody yells at him, what I quoted earlier, you are a boy! Uh, How do you know? A children's play thing. After Buzz gives this giant speech about how he's the only one who can stop Zerg from destroying the universe, and Woody's just looking at him like, you are fucking insane! He's got this lost your mind. Look on his face. (laughs) Oh my god. And then uh, my <laughs> final one, it's a little bit more of a throwaway, but it, I don't know why I like it, is when uh, they first introduce um, Buzz Lightyear and Woody keeps calling him all this shit. And finally, Woody, <laughs> Buzz Lightyear comes up with the line, I believe the word you're looking for is Space Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Space Ranger. I love how hung up he is on, on that. That's it. <laughs> Oh man, you really can't go wrong. Yeah, the word I'm searching for, I can't say because they're preschool toys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god, who would have thought Tom Hanks and Tim Allen would have this just genius chemistry? I know it's crazy. <laughs> oh man, uh, good lord, those are those are all perfect. I really don't think you can go wrong here. Uh, I went with one. I try to I try to hone in on one. If I had to give the award to one, and it's very difficult, because I love the bit when you have the aliens. The claw has chosen. Yeah. The claw. <laughs> the claw chooses who will go and who will stay. I love all that. And Woody's like, "This is ludicrous." <laughs> I love. I love all that. I really love the stuff under the under the van. When you are a toy. I love that. That dialogue is incredible. But I'll take it back to when Connor talked about the meeting. When they're having the, the toy meeting at first. <laughs> Some of the shit Woody says is unbelievable. Uh, and this is a tidbit from his speech. He says, Tuesday's night plastic corrosion awareness meeting was, I think, a big success. We'd like to thank Mr. Spell for putting that on for us. Thank you, Mr. Spell. <laughs> and then Mr. Spell types out, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, my God. Awareness meeting. That's great. <laughs> was, I think. A big success like that. Oh my gosh. What what child is going to ever wrap their head around what, what's happening here? But it's just it's just really good filmmaking. It's just really good entertaining stuff that fills the void of how we get from point A to point B. Yeah. And that's like my favorite stuff in movies is you, if you take that shit important, you know, seriously and treat it as importance, like the space between the notes, yeah, then you get a movie like Toy Story where every line is intentional. Yeah, it, it it really is. I hate to say it, 
but it's like a Tarantino script. It's crazy how intentional everything is. There's a reason we have the award called the Tarantino because we love his writing style. And I think in the nineties, you have some gems that are kind of capturing what he just, that was just him. That was in his DNA. And I think Toy Story is one of those, man. It just, it pops. Every single scene pops. Yeah. Well, it's like going back to, it's like not getting the award for best, you know, screenplay. Look at the variety and like our picks for our award for the lines. Like you have on my end things I've struck me since I was a kid. Um, a quick throwaway line in a meeting that a kid probably won't laugh at when they're young, but as an adult, you find hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Things that Connor on that second one, he literally wrote that last night. Like it wasn't a planned right. It just like, oh, that's yeah. really funny. I went in expecting like I was I was gonna have like one of my favorites from my childhood was all right, then Mr. Lightbeer, prove it. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Those little or things. or uh I mean, I mean, I'd be silly, I wouldn't be able to sleep tonight if I didn't say when Mr. Potato says, Hey, look, I'm Picasso. I don't get it. You uncultured swine. <laughs> like, what are you looking at? Your hockey puck? That's all in one swing. He does that all in one go. Mr. Potato Head. Don Rickles. Unbelievable performance from him. Uh, every, every line. Every line is just is genius. I love Slinky Dog's weird kind of uh, attachment to, to Woody. Yeah. And when Mr. Potato Head is like, he's a kiss ass, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So I like, good. So I love good. when Woody tells like Slinky, we got, or, look, we got some bad news. He's like, bad news. And yeah. he freaks him out and Woody tells him, be happy. He's not happy enough. And he's like, be happy. And he starts laughing his way yeah. through the uh, Or the, the shark, whenever Woody is in the chest and the sharks, howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'm Woody. Like, it, yeah, I love it. Everything's intentional. And that's why we can talk about it like this all day. Uh, but we got to move on. We got to move on to the music moment, which I'm very curious. The Inyo Morricone. What, what did you guys select for the best music moment from the movie? This was, um, I mean, I knew going in what it was going to be. I was, I was hoping I, the score would kind of lead me in another direction, but it, it didn't. And it is Randy Newman's You've Got a Friend in Me. I mean, what else would it be? It's a beautiful intro to this world and a mm. nice little song about friendship. I mean, what more could you ask for from a Disney movie? Yeah, I uh, I concur with Connor and actually like the same thing. I went in thinking it's probably gonna be you've got favorite. Let me watch the movie and see if Mayo's song song I'm not remembering as well. I'm not remembering that leaps out at me. And yeah, by films, I was like, it's it's still you got a friend of me. Like that is such a magical song. I mean, it yeah. I it randomly plays in my head to this day. It's just various points. I'm just like, you got a friend in me. Like <laughs> just having mm-hmm. I love that song so much. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I think that's definitely the 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 choice. I think if there were an award, like a real award, I think you would have to give it to that. And I kind of I kind of knew you guys were going to go there, and that's what I wrote down initially. And then the movie was ending, and I was like, "Wait a minute." I think I think my mind today, after this happened in the movie, at the end, my mind was racing about. Disney and Pixar and animated movies and what world they live in. It's when Hakuna Matata plays. <laughs> now, when that happens, you could just be like, oh, cool. They're paying homage to Lion King from just a year later. Or you can be like me and you can wonder, wait a minute. If Hakuna Matata is a song in the, in the Toy Story world, that must mean their world is our world. And that, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because there's key differences in our worlds 
mainly that, you know, monsters exist and, <laughs> and, you know, fish under the sea can talk, toys come to life. Okay. So are, it, it makes no sense to me that, in our, you know, I can listen to Akuna Matata on, on Spotify, but how is she listening to it? Do we live in the same world? And that blew my mind today. That blew my mind. And all day I was just thinking about how on earth does Akuna Matata exist within the Pixar world? <laughs> oh my God. That's fantastic. <laughs> good choice. Good choice. That's cute. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's actually good. And one could argue maybe it's the beginning of a shared universe. That thing that's all the rage nowadays very possible right and maybe maybe that's when i don't know maybe they kind of knew something we didn't at the time was i think for most people lion king is seen as the greatest disney movie of all time and and toy story i think for a lot of people is seen as the greatest pixar movie of all time Mm. pretty amazing pretty amazing that they're right there right at kind of like the peak of their powers you know in 94 and 95 yeah Maybe it was just a, yeah, maybe it was just a coincidence, but my mind immediately went because they're so goddamn creative. I was like, did they mean something by that? Because Pixar is so intentional. <laughs> Are they trying to tell me something uh, crazy, but, but also strange things. Yeah. Let's talk about how good that, let's talk about how good that song is for a second. <laughs> and also how it's probably my one, you know, nitpick with the entire movie is during that song. They're supposed to move at the beginning of the movie. We, we hear that it's going to be a week away until they move. Yeah. So during that time, when he gets Buzz for his birthday at his party, in that one week, his whole room changes to Buzz stuff. As a parent, why the fuck would you do that when you're about to move? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I think, you know, like she moved the birthday up for Andy. I think she just really wants Andy to be happy because we don't know why they're moving. It could be, where's dad? It could be a divorce. Yeah. Keep Andy happy. If Andy wants to decorate his room with Buzz Lightyear shit, if it's going to distract him from possibly something that's life-changing, why not? Posters and bed sheets. (laughs) Actually, you know, that's an interesting thing with the bad things. Do you pay attention to this movie? Andy's dad is not around. It's never explained. And no. I caught it. Sid's dad, when they go into that room, if you look at one of the cans, you see BE on the can for what's supposed to be beer. So yeah. it's like implied that Sid's dad's a drunk. Yes. And that's why Sid is such a little shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Are, are there dad issues in Toy Story that we never knew about till now? Disney has always had <laughs> issues with parents. There's very few like intact families ever, in Disney's movies. Ever since Bambi got shot. <laughs> Yeah, they were like, hey, this is good for us. Yeah. Snow White's parents are dead. (laughs) Like like Geppetto's not married. (laughs) Like it's 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 it goes on before that. (laughs) Weird. Crazy. Mm. Crazy. That song's really cool though. Strange things. I like strange things are happening to me. It's It's cool. It's a cool yeah. But but I was I was like, wait. I mean, I would never, I would never be yeah, let's buy all this shit. I would just be like, just wait, just wait one week till we get to the new house, and then I'll buy you all that Buzz Lightyear shit. <laughs> you know, uh, but but it's still still an f- amazing movie. That's just the one little nitpick I had. While if you look at when you're when you're Andy, watching it this closely, if you look at all of Andy's mom's actions in that movie, it is entirely to keep Andy happy and distracted. You know, the birthday it's party, 
Pizza Planet, all of it is, you know, let's have like your best week ever saying goodbye to the house. So I think there is something to just, you know, she's keeping him happy. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. To, to, to back Andy up here, and, or Andy's mom, I guess. Uh, I'm moving myself soon, and I keep telling myself to stop buying new stuff, and I keep buying new stuff. It's going to be a real bitch when I move. <laughs> yeah, like, if I just waited a month, I could get this new stuff and not have to worry about moving it. <laughs> yeah, now it's, oh, I got to pack it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I just, I just, this, this is a room renovation. I mean, <laughs> I, I, at, one, at one point, you know, they show the poster taken down, and the new, there's two new posters put up. And the bulletin board has a bunch of woody stuff and it's all taken down. The whole bed is changed. It's just like, whoa, that's kind of overhaul. And this kid is what, 10? About, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe younger. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I I thought a lot about it. But you guys are right. There is clearly, I think, I think their last name is Davis, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. And it does say, Lori Metcalf plays Mrs. Davis. So I'm mm-hmm. very curious about where is Mr. Davis at? What's going on here? And also, what do they move to? Smaller house. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. I, you know, I was impressed with the turnaround time on getting like all that buzz stuff. Because yeah. I mean, even when I got big into Harry Potter at like around the age of eight or 10, I remember I got heavy and got like bed sheets, shirts. I was Harry Potter two Halloweens. Which board games and stuff, and but that was over time. There was not a quick turnaround because you know I had yeah. to like, no, not right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe just a pillow for now. You know, <laughs> I do want to. I do want to shout out one more uh, line that I wish I'd written down. I, I just remembered it. Yeah, when <laughs> when Woody and the gang are listening to Sarge describe Andy's new uh, present. Oh my god. Fucking that, Sarge. They point out, all right, this next one. All right, it's bed sheets. And Potato Head goes, who invited that kid? Yeah, yeah. Genius line. I love that whole bit. Sarge is uh, Arlie Ermy. I mean, this yeah. is eight years after, just eight years after Full Metal Jacket. That's really hard to believe. And he he, he just crushes this role as, as Sarge. No, no good soldier leaves a man behind. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so intense. Oh, man. Arlie Ermy and Ernest. I know he has an actual acting name, but I watched Ernest as a kid, so that's all he is to me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Jim Varney. Yeah. So it's like the fact that they got both those guys to do like fairly small roles is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Oh, man. I love it. Well, that that's a good way to talk about. Go ahead and talk about the Philip Seymour Hoffman Award. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be the best, best performance of the movie. I mean, you got Tim Allen, Tom Hanks, Don Rickles, Jim Varney, Wallace Shawn, John Ratzenberger, Annie Potts, Arlie Ermey, uh, Laurie Metcalf. Uh, everybody's pretty much perfect. Yeah, this was this was a tough one. Um, I had an idea who it was going to be going in, and it ended up not being that guy. Uh, and it's an actor I don't really like all that much, but absolutely kills it in these movies especially in this first one and my pick is tim allen as buzz lightyear very nice yeah it's he he just brings this like arrogant spaceman like perfection to this to this character but then also in buzz's steep decline really pulls off just a pure identity crisis and i i'm i'm really surprised by that especially since you know disney had that whole no hiring ex-cons policy but i guess you know Drug smuggling doesn't count. Cocaine charges. <laughs> yeah. 
not talked about apparently. <laughs> nah, no, nah, we, we let those just pass. Yeah. So I never thought in a million years I would ever give Tim Allen this award on this show, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's actually funny because again, um, going to agree with Connor, I gave it to Tim Allen. This one was tough because even the small parts was lots of good, like we were saying, lots of good actors attached, doing great jobs. Um, I think for me, how this ended up being was I grew up, my dad loved home improvement. My mom hated it because Tim Allen's character reminded her of how my dad acts. <laughs> so she hated watching the show. And I never really thought it was that funny show. I wasn't the biggest into the Santa Claus movies. I enjoyed them. I love those. I enjoyed them, <laughs> but I'm not big into like them like everyone else. So like, but here, yeah, it's like, you know, Connor was saying, like, he cracks me up. His naivety, you know, a little bit of that naivety mixed with fungus of not realizing he's a fucking toy. Yeah. And then the just the downward spiral he quickly takes before he pulls it back together in the end. It's a really good performance that he kept doing, uh, you know, through two and three and four. And the chemistry with him and um, Tom Hanks is impeccable for animation. Like, yeah. Damn yeah. Animation. So, yeah, I'm giving it to Tim Allen. <laughs> That's a clean sweep. I also vote Tim Allen. Uh, ah. I, 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 think, I, I think now, as an adult, I think it's pretty clear that he's doing the most. Uh, from the get-go, he, he really thinks, you know, I, like at one point he says, terrain, terrain seems a bit unstable. No readout, yet the air is breathable. <laughs> you know, like uh, this stuff where he's, totally locked in as a space ranger you know totally believes he this is this is this is his calling this is his purpose <laughs> and that that commitment in any performance when uh someone does it like in live action well that's why we have it called the philip Seymour hoffman because he he did it the best to me philip Seymour hoffman just commits to it even if everything around him is not interesting he's going to figure out how to be that committed and i think tim allen as as buzz is never having to carry scenes, but he makes them, he makes them happen with his, his storyline of, Oh my God, this guy is having a actual mental breakdown in the middle of the movie and is having a, a crisis, you know, yeah. an identity crisis. And that, that is, I think you called uh, you know, toy story two, a character study on Woody. You could, you could say the same thing about toy story one for buzz. You know, it's like, look at this, this toy who actually thinks, they're not a toy <laughs> well, it makes me, it, it's it's genius it makes me think like does every toy go through this do they all like when they wake up think they are like their character like does what did woody think he was sheriff woody and just forgot about it i don't know fascinating well another thing with like 10 hours points that i want to point out with like in the sequels you know we talk about the mental breakdown he has in this one each movie has buzz to something unique if you will like in the second movie you had the different buzz that was fully committed to stopping Zerg. Yeah. And he mm. commits to that. In the third one, there was a whole, like, they changed him to Spanish speaking by mistake. And again, he commits to it. So, like, yes, exactly. They, yeah. They do something to buzz in each film. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot what they did in four. It's in four, he starts, like, listening to his inner voice box and thinking it's giving him guidance. That's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> his inner yeah, yeah. voice box. And every single time, Tim Allen brings it and it's like it's highlights to each movie. Was Tim Allen the voice of Spanish Buzz though? I don't think he was. I don't know. But huh. he did do I, in that they did reset Buzz to factory settings, so he was crazy buzz. So I that still counts. Still counts. Still counts. Still crazy buzz. Yeah, that definitely yeah, is, is one of my favorite bits. <laughs> 
A point score counts, goddammit. He's default buzz. <laughs> I just I don't see Tim Allen going into like doing Spanish for this. I do. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Years of academy training wasted. That's one of my yeah, that's another line I could have gone with. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> he's so good. Buzz, uh, Buzz is kind of like, um, but Buzz and Woody are, are pretty much just as iconic as like, in my mind, as like, you know, Walter Sobchak and the dude, you know, they just, I, I, I can't get enough of them. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. It's fantastic. The, the buddy cop angle this film takes with it is, is great. You know, opposites forced to work together, find mm-hmm. out, you know, we're not so different. You and I. It's a tried and true formula, and it works great here. Yeah, and like, and like I said, yeah, it's, it's really impressive for animation that those two guys had such great chemistry. Yeah, yeah, like that spoke beyond an animated film. I think they recorded together. It, if it, it makes sense that they did because yeah, it shows. Yeah, they're t- obviously reading each other's, you know, faces and emotions. It, <clears throat> it's the best. Uh, one of one one of the most impressive, you know, one one two, you know just toe-to-toe scenes is that under the car right so under the minivan <clears throat> and that's um you know that's a good way to bring us to the deacons yeah there's this movie kind of is one thing it's hard to separate the scenes from one another mm-hmm. but uh but we have to we have to here uh for the roger deacons award connor what do you got I had a couple options here uh there was some favorite lines i'm not going to shout out one because i know it's uh one that uh, Caleb picked but the one I went with just because it, it it makes me laugh every time is Mrs. Nesbitt <laughs> when Buzz is at the tea party and Woody tries yeah. to get him and he just is like God it's all gone like he's just drunk on tea <laughs> having found out his life has no purpose and he just is in an apron and he's like you see the hat <laughs> like just complete ma- meltdown and then Woody just slaps <laughs> him with his own arm and he's like okay you're right I just I'm just a little depressed. I can get through this. I'm a sham. I just completely <laughs> out. The whole thing is so damn funny. <laughs> Tim Allen commits. It's great. Yeah. Um, Tim Allen's just, yeah, best moment. That little bit is so funny. And it's probably my favorite part of the movie. What does he say? What is the Marie Antoinette line where he's uh, like, <laughs> so one minute you're defending the whole galaxy. Next, you sucking down Darjeeling with Marie Antoinette and his little sister. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, I can't argue that. Oh, my God. You see that? I am Mrs. Nesbitt. Gone, gone. Bye-bye. Woo, see ya. <laughs> he's had a complete mental break, and Woody's like, okay. Uh, I love that when he's, I love when he's like, Come on, Buzz, give me a hand. And he just throws up the Because <laughs> he's just like, fuck this. <laughs> uh. Oh, my God. So, oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, for me, this will probably surprise no one in the room right now. Uh, it was tossed up between two more horror-centric scenes in our nice little family animated feature. Um mm. So it was toss up between the first time the toys come out when Woody's in the room. So good. Yeah, it's just a really great creepy vibe and all that stuff. But I ultimately went with this other option, and that was when the toys turn on Sid. Yeah. Because yep, it still has that horror, but it also has that sweet, sweet victory 
of seeing that little shit get his comeuppance. <laughs> yeah. Decades of therapy. Yeah. yeah. And then like yeah. that little the little touch of Woody twisting his head <laughs> and saying his line. So play nice. <laughs> yeah, it still still kind of gives me the eebie-jeebies. I love it. It's all yeah. I love it. Really. Yeah, the 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 you know coming out of the sand and out of the dirt and mud, all these little you know kind of ragtag toys. Ah, oh, I love that. Love that bit, and it <laughs> makes Toy Story stand out as weird. Yeah, as not 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 only is it this mainstream massive success, but it has this finale that's just fucking bizarre. You know, yeah. for for a children's movie, it's just bizarre. And I again, I love that commitment. So cool. <laughs> it's it's Pixar showing that like they're willing to occasionally dip their toes and stuff, obviously yeah. within a standard that kids can still see it. And I appreciate it. like you know growing up watching all the horror I did with like shows like Goosebumps and stuff. Seeing mm-hmm. that Toy Story as a kid, it it's the scene stuck with me since I was a kid. It still holds up. It's a fucking awesome scene. That is creepy. It's a fucking creepy scene. We toys can see everything. <laughs> so creepy. I love, so well. I, love, I love when Sid goes back into his house and his sister's like, you know, just holds the doll up. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good touch. Because he is such a he's such a piece of shit brother to her. God. <laughs> I just wanted to kick his ass. When when he's um in the hallway. And he's like fucking burning Woody's forehead. And his mom's like, your Pop-Tarts are ready. I'm like, what the fuck this guy, dude? Fucking Sid. In that scene, like Buzz has one of my favorite lines again. It's like, good work, Sheriff. A lesser man would have cracked under such pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Just, he still doesn't fucking get it. <laughs> A lesser man would have cracked under <laughs> Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. There's, there's nothing bad to say. It's yeah, it's per- it's perfect. Yeah, it, oh. it's the slight dip in horror. <laughs> Love it. What's your what's your Deacons? Uh my Deacons is a kind of a, a run, a run of things. Uh, I remember, I remember vividly when we did uh, Chinatown. I had a really hard time honing in on one scene, so I kind of did a run, kind of a stretch of something happening, and I, that's what I did here with Toy Story. Because, yeah, it's just as good as Chinatown. Uh, when, they, when they get to Pizza Planet yeah. and they decide to go under the cup and the kind of like French fry box or whatever it is, and it's perfect because Woody's skinny and tall and Buzz is a little bit shorter and wide and it's mm-hmm. hilarious. When they get into that and then, you know, Woody's trying to, Woody's got a million things on his mind. But, but mainly, we got to get back to Andy. You know, we got to get back to the house, got to get back to Andy. Because as far as we know, they, you know, they've never left. The gas station's the furthest they've ever been from this house, you know. Yeah. And that's just pretty wild in itself to think about. These toys' life is the home that they're in. And then Sid across the way is this evil guy. So when they go, you know, and they get, get lost and they're in Pizza Planet. And then Woody's like, oh, my God, there's a fucking spaceship, you know. <laughs> and, and buzz is like yes you know here we go like it's 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 finally time to it's finally time to get in you know get in the spaceship and then you know he goes into the claw machine and that's when we have the the great bit with all the aliens you know the claw the claw has chosen you know and buzz gets snatched up by sid just like some of the aliens and uh woody decides to hold on to him woody in that moment 
knows this, this is probably the most layered part of the movie to me is because Woody knows I, I got to get back to Andy's cause I want to be safe, but there's no way I can go back by myself because if I show back up with myself, they're going to be like, you're a murderer. So I have to show back up with buzz. Otherwise there's no, there is, there's nothing here. Even when he knows how evil Sid is, he decides I'm going to latch onto buzz because there's, I'm, I'm, I, I would rather die then go back without him because I will get murdered by them, you know? And it becomes this crazy journey to get back home. But really you're, you're just trying to get redemption. You're not really a hero here. All, you have to do this just so they don't hate you. Yeah. All these other toys. He's not a, you know, he's not really a hero yet. <laughs> you know. And I love that moment when he decides to grab onto his, you know, to his shoe and they go back to SIDS, which essentially gets them back home because they're right across, you know, they're, they're in the same neighborhood. And in that roundabout, it just gets me thinking about that. That is really just the, the brilliance of distracting, brilliance of storytelling is to be able to do that in a roundabout way. Go to the gas station, go to Pizza Planet, and they're right back to where we were at the very beginning of the movie. Yet yeah, so much has happened. You know, so much is at stake for Woody and Buzz. And I, not many movies can pull that off, let alone a kid's animated movie uh, that's clearly for adults and clearly has themes not just themes, but plot devices and twist that get me, yeah. you know, as an adult that kind of get me, especially that finale that you pointed out, Caleb, and this moment in the, the with, with the claw and he, Woody decides I, I, I might die here. This might be a suicide mission going to SIDS, but what else am I going to do? I loved when decisions like that have to be made in a movie and hats off to Woody, man. <laughs> he, <laughs> he fucking, he fucking goes for it and gets the job done. Uh, I love, I love every moment of this movie though. So it doesn't really, there is no one scene that's the best to me. It's all the hour and 20 minutes is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Pizza planet. It's a great little jaunt and it really is a character yeah. moment for the two of them. Cause buzz really just makes some severe mistakes and Woody kind of has to pay for those mistakes. It's, it's nice. I love when he's trying to tell buzz yeah. to jump into the Astro turf. <laughs> <laughs> So good. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. I love is the, this shit. Is this ship going to Sector 12? <laughs> what? <laughs> the game of like the, the whack-a-mole is the is fucking alien. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> Which is oddly kind of weird to watch now, now that Disney owns Alien. Yeah. Hey, alien. Oh, real weird. Yeah. They knew all yeah. along. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it also kind of speaks to like Woody in that no matter even if Woody knows he's a toy. And that he's Andy's toy, he's still kind of playing the role of sheriff. Like he's still, yeah, yes. he's a toy, but he's still going to do what a sheriff does, which is we got to save the day, right? Because he is going after the old school westerns. Well, and yeah, that is Woody's job as the head of Andy's room keep the toys together, keep them safe. And Buzz needs to be corralled, and he hates him, but he does realize he's Andy's toy, he needs to go home. Yeah, yeah, so cool, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> It's it, Woody. Woody's journey throughout the four films is just uh, some of the best stuff, some of the best storytelling I've ever seen. And I really do. You know, recently we got to do um, on episode fifty, we got to talk about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Well, Toy Story is right there with with it, man. It's like just so important to me, so entertaining. It still holds up. It it deserves to be talked about in that way. I think. Uh, I, I certainly had a blast talking about. Pixar and, and Toy Story specifically today. This is a lot of fun. 
Absolutely. 10 out of 10. I think that is a given. Uh, yeah. Beautiful film, fun film. I watch it till the day I die. It's, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Same. I mean, if it hasn't already been, it's in rated 10 out of 10 for me. This is a, a childhood favorite. It's just, well, not even childhood. It's just a favorite movie of mine. Yeah. This is an amazing animated film. Yeah. It still holds up its themes. Everything about it is so relevant today, just like it was when it was first released back in 95. Um, this is, yeah, this was the beginning of what we are getting a great time with Disney Pixar. And I kind of been happier to be a kid when it came out and to be able to grow up with this franchise. Yep. Second. Beautiful. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement here where we just still see it as a, as a masterpiece the same way we did when we were five. So it's <laughs> pretty cool. Straight <laughs> up. Straight up. Uh, with that all being said, what do we got going on next week? Next week. Next week should be a lot of fun, Connor. We got um, 1990. Uh, that is, of course, the year that Dances with Wolves beat Goodfellas somehow, some way. We're not doing, we're not doing either of those movies. We're going to do Awakenings, which was up for Best Screenplay, Best Actor in a Lead Role, Robert De Niro, and it was also nominated for Best Picture. Uh, yeah, come back talk a little bit De Niro and fucking Robin Williams with us. So, <laughs> and, and this is a first time watch for me. I've never, I've never seen awakenings. I know what it's about. Mm. I know it's going to be a tearjerker, but it's crucial watch. Like it's, it's a crucial watch for these two actors. And I could not be more excited. Yeah, for sure. It, it is huge for both of those guys comes at a point in time in their career where they're both, both exploding, just huge, huge stars. And, uh, yeah, it's a movie I've owned for a while. I'm really excited for you to see it, man. Um, I yeah. can't wait. Me too. Um, on the Filmgasm podcast this week, uh, be sure to check out uh, Josh and I tackling the bizarre Peter Jackson uh, early horror film, Bad Taste. Nice. Uh, which I've yet to watch. It's going to be a, a ride. I know that. And yeah. speaking of rides, tune in tomorrow for Monday's sneak preview on F9, The Fast Saga, the latest in Vin Diesel's ongoing action franchise about family. So here we go. Action franchise, racing franchise, heist franchise, spy thriller franchise, the beef with the rock franchise, fucking wrestling (laughs) franchise. Like this, this thing's all over the map now. Yeah. Pretty sure part 10 is going to be in fucking space. So here we go. What does that put part 11 in like? interdimensional i don't know mars universe maybe part marby part 11's that transformers crossover tyrese is trying to pull off there you go yeah oh that would be that would be a sight to see wouldn't it yeah because my head quite literally hurt on the last transformers film he directed i think justin lynn's pretty pretty set on this franchise that's good yeah that's monday uh probably gonna suck but could not you know these films are fucking weird like that <laughs> I'm most interested in you watching Bad Taste. I ha- I've seen Bad Taste. Yeah. Josh has also shown me Bad Taste. <laughs> Let's just say if you love Lord of the Rings, it ain't Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Famous Peter Jackson, ladies and gentlemen. Oh boy. Ah, filmgasm, where the weird shit happens and I pay for it. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thanks oh, for listening. I'm I'm glad Caleb, you were able to be here for your first Oscar Hell yeah. Sunday and probably your last Oscar Sunday. <laughs> Hey, you know, you know, I say a lot of shit about the Oscars myself. Uh, I had a lot, no, I had a lot of fun. This was fun. Um, if hey, I, I'm more than open if there's ever a movie 
as like like Cloyster or something that I've seen and love, I'll I would be more I'll be more happy to join again. This was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed. Oh it. yeah, man. Right on. Absolutely. Yeah. When you have a when you have an awareness that awarding art is pretty stupid to begin with, <laughs> it's it's fun to make fun of the Oscars and talk about them, and mainly just talk about movies. Yeah. Uh, What's well, all about it? Just, it just so happens that Pixar is very popular and does really well, which is which is cool. Which is cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. Toy Story is a movie that's been recognized, and we can do it on this show because I don't really know where else we would do it. You know, it's not really a uh, horror movie for filmgasm, and it's from 1995, so sneak preview. I'm glad. It, I'm glad it can live here. Yeah, straight up, this is kind of the the great unifier of, of our podcast. Oh, so yeah, there's there's movies like. The fact that somehow Jackass by Grandpa is an Oscar-nominated movie. Exactly. Austin Powers. Yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of random-ass ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Batman, 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 1995. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. fit nowhere else, so I guess. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic, guys. Always a pleasure. This was fun. Go if, if you've been living under a rock for you know over two decades, go fucking watch Toy Story. If, what are you doing? If you grew up with this as a child and you have kids, Show them Toy Story. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Be a good parent. Yeah. Stop depriving your child of essentials. Just get a Disney <laughs> Plus account. And, yeah. <laughs> and then catch up on Loki. Yeah. And above all, keep watching movies. Yes. <laughs>